I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It's our number two of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe holding things down here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And I'm joined by James Salinas. He's been holding it down for us over in Colorado. James, we talked a little college hoops, NBA in the first hour. Let's get to our love, the National Football League. Because, yes, it's the offseason, but this is a 24-7, 365 sport. And next month will be free agency, which is a very big thing to keep track of from a betting standpoint because we can the odds change with these teams and how they upgrade just um, before we get into all the guys how do you go about free agency and keeping tabs of where the moving and the shaking is going throughout the league it's a challenge right because we get caught up especially you talk about free agency happening in march well, we're, I'm going to be a little distracted with the college basketball tournament <laughs> in March, but uh, but trying to figure out, uh, you know, thinking about where are teams at in their salary cap, and I think that's the mm-hmm. biggest predecessor to where free agents can you sign certain guys. Who do you have to cut? Whether you're if, depending on what kind of salary cap hell you're in. I think about the Saints. Talk about salary <laughs> yeah. cap hell. They are by far the worst team, but they're sitting right there with the Packers. Packers are second worst. I think they're close to approximately forty million dollars over the cap. And then how does that affect Devontae Adams? Can they sign him? Do they have the ability to sign him long-term or most likely going to do a franchise tag? So I think that's the first part is just trying to dig into, and I'm not the greatest numbers cruncher when it comes to what, what, where they should be or what that projected cap's going to look like. I'll let the, the beat writers and, and those folks put those things out there for me to, to digest. But I think when you look at certain teams like the Packers, for instance, we talked about with Devontae Adams and the salary cap struggles that they're currently in. Man, that's going to be a interest. That roster is going to be. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers' piece is going to look like. I suspect he's going to tag along with Devonte Adams and stay there in Green Bay. But what is that roster going to look like for Green Bay, considering the salary cap issues that they have? So when you think about free agent, free agents like somebody like a Devonte Adams, a lot of times those guys get that franchise tag for that one year. And I suspect for for Green Bay, that's what they're going to do with Adams. Yeah, you mentioned Devonte Adams. He's the best wide receiver in this free agent class. He's the best player. I, argue in this free agent class as well. Now, that's always the thing that when we look at NFL free agency, everyone gets excited about, wow, Devontae Adams is a pending free agent, but like you mentioned, if the Packers are smart and they want to get Aaron Rodgers back, they're likely going to franchise tag Devontae Adams. But if they were not to franchise tag Devontae Adams, let's live in that hypothetical world for a second here. 
I mean, he would command so much money on the market. And I don't think the Packers would ever want to get into a bidding war because Adams has said on the record that he would like to be a $30 million a year type wide receiver. And that's a steep price, but it's hard to argue with them since he's probably the best guy in the league. Yeah, and trying to see which teams could actually pay that out based on where they sit in the South. We know what the, the top of the list when it comes to who has flexibility and a lot of dollars to spend, it's going to be teams like the Dolphins are at the top of the list. They've got close to $60 million that, to spend. Uh, the Jaguars are another team. It's always interesting. You think about the Jaguars and bad football team, obviously going to be the number one, have the number one overall pick again this season like mm-hmm. they did last year. Now they've got their quarterback situation handled but you're trying to rebuild a fan you really haven't had a fan base down there in jacksonville and just think about the jaguars just a few years ago they were competing they were 30 minutes away from going to the super bowl on the road had the lead in new england couldn't sustain terrific roster and now it's just completely it's a 180 is what's happened to that team but they've got to try to re-engage the fan base down there in jacksonville and you got to sell tickets what sells tickets offense sells tickets you put your quarterback in place uh say what you will whether you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a top shelf quarterback in the NFL, but you got to pair him up with somebody and you got to think about it not only from a wins and losses perspective, but putting butts in the seats there to cheer for your local home team. And you got to find somebody. I don't know if Devontae Adams is that's where he's destined to go in Jacksonville. I don't think so. I think, again, playing this fantasy world where he doesn't get franchise tag, wants to be the biggest player or be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Jacksonville's got the dollars to spend and they need to put some butts in the seats and sell some tickets on offense. Yeah, we've seen some of these lackluster or bad teams, to be honest about it, sign some big name free agents at the wide receiver position. We saw it last office season with the New York Giants, who we'll be discussing in about 15 minutes with our road to the draft. They signed Kenny Galladay. That didn't really work out in year number one. But Adams likely to be tagged, like you mentioned. But a guy who might not be franchise tagged is Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin, who is entering sort of the prime of his career. 25 will be 26 next season. Now he's coming off of the torn ACL that he suffered late in the season against the New Orleans Saints on that Sunday night football game. But I could see a team like Jacksonville, like you mentioned, maybe getting a guy like Godwin who to pair with Trevor Lawrence as almost a safety blanket because he didn't have one in year one with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate piece for Godwin going into the free agents market at, with a, a banged up wheel. Right, he had that. He was hurt in December, so it was late in the season this past year. And a lot of times, outside of uh, outside of what we saw there with Joe Burrow coming back as quickly as he did, really just approximately eight months removed from massive reconstruction knee surgery to lead his team to the Super Bowl. You know, what is that going to look like for a quiz, for a, a player like Godwin who needs his wheels? Right. That's Joe Burrow. It's all about the arm. It's not the legs. Chris Godwin needs to be fully healthy to get back up there on the field and perform the way that he did with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you're doing that, you're taking a risk. And I know they'll have all the all the doctors take a look and see where it's at. But you're. Do you even expect him to be able to play next year? And if he does, it's not going to be until the latter part. I can't imagine he comes back nearly as quickly as as Joe Burrow did from his knee injury. They're just totally different players, and he needs to have those. He needs to be at 100% capacity to, to perform with his knee in, in back intact. Um, I just wonder, maybe somebody like Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for Allen Robinson, you know, he's just was. 
his four years in Chicago was was quarterback hell for Allen Robinson. <laughs> obviously, obviously playing in Chicago, the weather's not conducive, especially as you get into the second half of the season. Playing in Chicago, the cold, the wind, not conducive for a wide receiver to put up great numbers in those kind of conditions. But you know, in his four years with the Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson really has been saddled with core poor quarterback play, the collective QBR during his four years there for a variety of quarterbacks that he had to perform with was 45.2. That's the seventh worst in the NFL during that four-year time period. So that doesn't help out his cause either. I think Robinson is a terrific receiver. Maybe that's one that could be on the move to a place like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got some turner. They got the money to spend for one, but I just think Allen Robinson has been just kind of tucked away and lost in in that hell that is Chicago off offensively for the last four years. Yeah, no, it's uh, to me, Allen Robinson is one of the more hidden talents of the NFL because, like you said, he's played with a lot of bad quarterbacks. With the Bears, played with bad quarterbacks in his first stint with Jacksonville, the team that drafted him out of Penn State there. So we'll see if he would like to go back to that sort of a situation. But when you look at this list of wide receivers, I mean, you got Michael, Mike Williams, you got Michael Gallup on there. Odell Beckham Jr. helped elevate the Rams after we saw the injury to Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster. There's plenty of talented pass catchers which contender, in your opinion, James, do you think should go out and get one of these guys to help bolster their passing offense? Yeah, well, you think about you mentioned OBJ. I mean, unfortunate situation for him tearing yeah. his ACL again in the Super Bowl. I can't imagine he's going to play next year in 23. That's the second time he's done it to that same leg. But which contenders are in need? I mean, you think about just looking from last year into the, for rolling into this year. You know, is it is it a team? Uh, so many question marks out there with with some of these teams and what they're going to do in the offseason. I think for the Bengals, they're solid of where they're at. The Titans, Julio Jones. Is Julio Jones going to be somebody that you can count on? We saw the injuries creep up. That was kind of the question marks going into the from the offseason going into this past season here in 21. Was Julio Jones going to be able to hold up? For the duration of a full season, 17 games, he did not and really was in and out of the lineup for the majority of the season. Wasn't much of a factor, but a compliment to A.J. Brown. I think for the Titans, yes, getting back out there, they are definitely a contender. They were the number one seed in the AFC, lost Derrick Henry for half the season, was not nowhere close to being healthy when he came back for that playoff game in that division around loss of the Cincinnati Bengals. But trying to figure out where these teams might is, are the Colts a player? Well, who's going to throw the football to the said receiver if you're <laughs> yeah. going to find somebody to go there? I mean, there, there's so many question marks out there. I just wonder for for a team, I, I think the Chargers are a contender. What do they do with Mike Williams? He had he, We know he's got big play potential, big target, a lot of big targets there uh, and, and for the Chargers to throw the football to. I suspect we'll see a franchise tag on Mike Williams this year by the Chargers. So I just don't know. I feel like there's, we talk about, it's kind of top heavy in my opinion. We're talking about Mike Williams, Chris Godwin with, with the injuries there. Adams probably going to go back to Green Bay. I just don't know if, as we start to, to filter through these wide receivers and you look at what's really, what's realistic of where they're going to end up franchise tagged, et cetera. I don't know if there is that much actual talent when the dust settles to be able to find for a said contending team to be able to go out there and pick one of these big players off. Yeah. I mean, adding to the injury list are Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys tore his ACL in week 17 against the Cardinals. So he's another guy that's coming off of an ACL injury. So that's Beckham. That's, that's uh, Mike, uh, rather I said, Michael Gallup, Chris Godwin. It's like, there's so many of these guys who are 
hurt, and the guys who are healthy are the ones who are likely going to get the franchise tag, like you outlined Mike Williams last year for the Chargers, 76 receptions, 1,100 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. Real quick, James, these big-name receivers, like, so let's say like an Allen Robinson were to change teams, how many points is Allen Robinson absolutely worth to the point spread? Is it half a point? Is it one point? How do you value these guys in terms of what they would upgrade for a team? Yeah, I think from a bookmaker standpoint, when you're talking game to game, probably doesn't move the line at all. It's just the wide receiver position. It's all about the quarterback play, and we see these when these these guys are questionable and they're out for said certain game. It really doesn't move the line, so I don't think any of these players outside of Devontae Adams, yeah. that guy is going to be somebody. If he's not on the if he's not out there on the field, I think that does have an influence on that line. Whether it's a point, maybe a point and a half, uh, depending on the matchup. But the rest of these receivers, I don't see it moving the needle on said game point spread line. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to keep tabs on where these things go. The franchise tag deadline is March 8th, so we'll know who actually is an unrestricted free agent at that time next week, and the market will open up next month, and it will be a frenzy indeed in the NFL with teams moving and shaking, trying to improve their rosters and win a Super Bowl. On the other side, our road to the draft goes to the Meadowlands. Talking New York Giants here on Betting Across America. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, we're discussing some of the wide receiver markets in terms of the free agents that are available. Last year, we saw the New York Giants go out and sign Kenny Galladay to a big free agent deal. I believe Galladay didn't catch a single touchdown pass in 2021, so, so far the early returns on that investment are no bueno, but that leads us to our road to the NFL draft, previewing every single team in the NFL, and it is stopping in the Meadowlands to talk a little Giants football here and the Giants are an interesting team here James last year we saw them go 4 and 13 overall 6 and 11 against the spread they were 11 and 5 to the under in their games now they fired the general manager Dave Gettleman or I guess Dave Gettleman retired but it might have been a mutual uh, retirement for the Giants and for Dave Gettleman we saw them fire Joe Judge in are the Buffalo crew of Joe Shane, who worked under Brandon Bean out there in Buffalo, and then Brian Dayball, who was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills a year ago. He'll now be the head coach of Big Blue. Daniel Jones entering a pivotal fourth year in his rookie contract. He's eligible for an extension. I would be shocked if we saw him get an extension this year. They probably want to see more to see if Jones is the guy. Right now, Big Blue 80-1 to to win the Super Bowl at BetMGM. They have $24 million in cap space. But the interesting thing with this team is they hold picks five and seven in the first round of this spring's NFL draft here, James. What do you think is the biggest question mark entering the offseason for the Giants? And what do you think they ultimately do with those picks at the top of the draft? Well, and you think about last year's draft and all the buzz about the quarterback class that was rolling in for the 2021 draft and this is not the same quarterback class and not nearly as much buzz coming in. This is a really weak quarterback class coming in this year. And a lot of times you can you can take advantage of that with draft capital. Think about what the 49ers gave up to move to the number three spot to go get Trey Lance to hold the clipboard for the year last year. <laughs> uh, you have the ability when you have a deep draft class for quarterbacks to be able to take advantage of that. Because I think for, to me, the biggest question mark is quarterback position. And we could say that for a lot of teams in the, in the NFL, but for the Giants going forward with Daniel Jones, you know, going into his fourth season, do they, do they exercise that fifth season at some point? I don't know if they do. I think it, a lot of it's going to depend on his performance, obviously. But when you're playing behind that offensive line, it's a poor offensive line. Yes, that's where I think they. You're talking about that five and that seven pick. You got to draft somebody on that offensive line, in particular, right tackle, and and protect the protect the other side. I, I think Robinson did a pretty good job this year running in a form. But beyond that, does do the Giants believe 
in Daniel Jones or does Brian Dable? And and again, Mr. Belichick, it's Brian Dable, not Brian Flores. That is going to be the head coach there in New York. Does Brian Dable become the quarterback whisperer? Right? Is he the guy that says, I can make this work with Daniel Jones? Or he's like, all right, let's just get through this year. We're in rebuild. And then does that dictate what they do with those picks at five and seven? Do they start to package those, move down in the draft to start to package more draft capital to potentially do something next year in the quarterback market to be able to have some draft capital if there's something that they're looking forward to, whether it's through the draft or through trade, to have some, some capital to be able to trade with those picks? I think that's where the question Mark starts with me with the New York Giants at the quarterback position with Daniel Jones. I don't think he's the answer. I don't know if I, I suspect Brian Dable figures he's not the answer either, especially when you're just coming off of playing with Josh Allen and you see his immense, not only his talent, but just his, the, the leadership qualities that he brings. I just don't see the same anywhere close to comparison with Daniel Jones. I think Dable probably wants to move on, and that may dictate what they do with those draft picks at five and seven. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost a bad luck year to be bad if you're looking for a quarterback because last year was the class with the five quarterbacks who went in the first round. You mentioned the San Francisco 49ers having that urgency to send the sun, the moon, and the stars to get up to number three to get Trey Lance to theoretically hold the clipboard uh, for an entire season there. But the interesting market here over, I believe it's at BetMGM, and it will be who will be the Giants' week one starter? Who will take the first snap at quarterback for Big Blue? And Daniel Jones right now is minus 500. Other, if you think they will move on for him, maybe bring in a little bit of competition, that competition beats him out, plus 340. You seem to think that they might move on from Jones once they start to do the autopsy of what he's been doing over the last few years. Would you maybe take a flyer on that other at plus 340? I don't think so, just because I think that I'm definitely not going to lay it with $5. I suspect it will be as long as he's back healthy this year. It will be Daniel Jones. What is out there for them to be able to bring in uh, to, to say we're going to compete at the quarterback level, not with the quarterbacks that they had trotted out there last year in place of Daniel Jones, what a wreck that was, <laughs> whether it was Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon. <laughs> uh, they were awful, and they clearly showed that, yes, and I know that the offensive line was really bad for the New York Giants, but, man, that just a horrific quarterback play. So they don't have a quarterback on that current roster to be able to contend. I don't know what would be out there for them to be able to go after to say, hey, we're going to have a quarterback competition in camp. Daniel Jones, you're going to have to step up in year four and, and earn your spot as the starting quarterback in this position. I don't know what's out there to be able to make that uh, a potential uh, to be considered to make that a, a quarterback competition come this summer. But I, I do. I think that that it's going to be Daniel Jones that takes that first snap. So I won't take a flyer on that. Plus that. What, what did you say? Plus 300 or plus so. 340 I, is the other. I just, I mean, anytime we see plus 340, like, ooh, is there, can I get involved with that? Not in this case here. I just don't see a market out there where the Giants are uh, making that level where somebody could, could supplant Daniel Jones unless he is not healthy or he gets hurt in the preseason. I think it will be Daniel Jones taking that first snap in week one come 2022. Well, the reason why I asked the question, James, is almost twofold because he's the only quarterback in this market who has 50-50 on the betting splits in terms of the tickets and the handle. And also, Mitch Trubisky, 27 years old, will be next season. Former first-round pick with number two overall to the Chicago Bears. Played under Brian Dable last year as the backup for the Buffalo Bills. Now, we didn't really see much of him in the regular season, but what we saw in the preseason, make of it what you will, was rather impressive with Trubisky under Brian Dable. 
maybe they entertain bringing in a guy like Trubisky to compete with the Daniel Jones? Well, compete, we know Trubisky can run, and I think there's going to be some issues. We've heard some talk with the Giants potentially trading Saquon Barkley. They're, they've got a lot of cap space that they've got to clear to the New York Giants, so they've got some issues, and there I think we're going to see a, a a lot of new offensive players because they're going to have to clear some cap space. I think Devontae Booker's going to be gone, and if they trade Saquon Barkley, they're going to need somebody to run the ball, so maybe that's where they go. They're going to bring Trubisky in, and hey, you're yeah, you're, you're getting under center to rush the football because I don't trust his passing acumen whatsoever, mm-hmm. and I don't know. How does that play over? You think about not only with Dable having to go in and, and – take over a bad franchise with this team in the locker room and on the field, you also have to satisfy a Giants fan base that is, I mean, they're, let's just put it bluntly, they're pissed off. They're tired (laughs) of seeing this Giants team and the drop-off once Manning went out and winning those Super Bowls, uh, you know, a decade ago or so. This has been a bad football team and really poorly managed football team. That Giants fan base, is that going to get people excited? Mitchell Trubisky's coming to have a quarterback controversy (laughs) against Daniel Jones. Just more criticism to come that way. I think you just deal with Daniel Jones next year and you look ahead to 23 as far as your new quarterback is concerned. Yeah, since 2017, the New York Giants have the worst straight up record in the NFL 22 and 59 that's a 27% winning percentage for the Giants it is, they have just gone off the rails in terms of how bad they are tied with their co-partners the New York Jets so the Big Apple has seen some big losers over the last five years in the NFL real quickly here because I'm really interested in this team in terms of the futures market because the NFL is a league of parity we just saw the Cincinnati Bengals 125 to one long shots be within one drive of winning the Super Bowl just two weeks ago the Giants are 40 to one to win the NFC the only team with longer odds are the Detroit Lions now the NFC East is not a division for world beaters the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys, they're good and they'll be the favorites, but they're $20 million over the salary cap. How much better can they actually get? The Giants have a pretty favorable schedule. Would you be interested in maybe a 40 to 1 or 50 to 1 on the Giants to win the NFC, given that they play in a weak division? I think you'd have to make it more, at least three figures, 100 to 1. I mean, I, I do a lot of philanthropic <laughs> ed, 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 endeavors <laughs> out here in Colorado, Femi. I think I'll take that money that I would potentially play on the Giants to go to the Super Bowl and put that somewhere else for a better cause. No, I totally hear you. I'm, I'm just kind of kicking around the idea in my head. I'm like, okay, they got a little bit of cap space. Save your money. Brian, Save I, I your money. Don't dump it. <laughs> I respect Brian Dayball and his coaching acumen. Uh, I think maybe they can turn some things around. Just think, I see a wide open division, and if they're able to win a division to get a home playoff game, you never know. I mean, this time last year, if somebody would ask you about the Cincinnati Bengals, we all would have probably called them crazy, and they almost won the Super Bowl. So the NFL, you never know. It's long shots can sometimes win. Um, on the other side, what's going to happen with Jimmy G and the Niners? We'll discuss it here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN college hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free here on VSIN.com. 
Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, before we get into Jimmy Garoppolo discussion with the 49ers, let's get folks updated on what's going on right now in the NBA and college basketball, starting with the association. The Philadelphia 76ers lead the New York Knicks late in the first quarter, 22-19. to The Sixers right now, nine-and-a-half-point favorites on the live line, live Total 225 and a half in this game. We just saw Joel Embiid slip and slide a little bit. Almost looked a little scary for his knee, but uh, he was up. He was all good. As somebody who has an Embiid 15 to 1 ticket to an MVP, I was a little nervous, but, but we're all right there. He has 10 points so far, 2 of 5 from the field, 6 of 8 from the free throw line. Already 8 trips to the free throw line, and we're still in the first quarter in this game. Nobody really standing up for the New York Knicks, both Julius Randle and Evan Fournier have five points. Mitchell Robinson with four points for the Knicks. In college basketball, the UConn Huskies continue to just put it on Georgetown. They lead 66-46 over there at Georgetown. Live line right now, 20 and a half if you want to lay it with the Huskies. 156 and a half is the total, so I'm very glad I didn't get involved with the under, which is what I was eyeing pre-flop here as this game is trending to the over. And then Houston and SMU is at halftime. The Cougars lead 37 to 22. They went off as about 11 and a half point favorites in that game at home. Live line 18 and a half total, 131 and a half. And they, the scoring obviously slowed down from what we saw in the first five minutes. Now I'm like, man, I should have gotten involved. I didn't get involved with that first half. <laughs> little bet regret. Playing the under. <laughs> and it came under. I mean, they stored a total of 59 points. And we definitely saw Houston start to scale things back. But we're seeing what they do. This is who the Cougars are. They are going to defend you, holding SMU to just 22 first half points and really just a struggle to shoot the basketball. Everything mm-hmm. contested. SMU 0 of 8 from downtown. Down, 6 of 12 at the free throw line, too. That's one of the other reasons I like betting unders when it comes to college basketball. We know it can be a foul fast at the end, but a lot of times these kids can't make free throws between these two teams. Yep. They have shot a collective 9 out of 19 from the free throw line. That'll help you get to the under as well. That's incredible. 9 out of 19 really makes you wonder. I'm like, are you guys practicing on these free throw attempts? What's going on nope. here? Uh, nope. <laughs> it must not be. Or maybe it's the fatigue that gets to them in the moment. All right, let's go back to the NFL here. Quarterback carousel is going to be the big story of the offseason. Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what he's going to do, whether he's going to retire, return to Green Bay, or ask for a trade. That's all up in the air. But another quarterback with a contender, and this team beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. It was the San Francisco 49ers and what they might do with one Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, we saw last year they traded up for Trey Lance. It looked like Jimmy G was well on his way to being replaced in 2021. He was able to fight off Lance, played for much of the 2021 season despite some of the injuries that saw Lance play a couple of games there last season. But now this year, it feels like they have to play Lance given what they gave up to get him. So Jimmy Garoppolo could be on the open market. However, ESPN's Adam Schefter earlier this week told Ari Mayrov that the 49ers might not trade Jimmy G. Now, I don't know if he's trying to help Kyle Shanahan drum up some trade interest here, but what would you make if if they were able to bring him back and sit Lance maybe for another year or possibly have a true competition? It almost feels like if that's the case and they're going to bring Garoppolo back for this 2022 season, that almost says we, we, we made a mistake. 
Yep. We gave up way too much to move up and go grab Trey Lance where we did, and he can't play because this isn't the this isn't the old days of of the NFL quarterback carousel that I remember as a kid where those rookies did not come in and start. They were holding the clipboard, and it was a succession plan, and it was a longer succession plan, a year, two years. What was that going to look like before that rookie actually started to take over and or get on the field even that first year or maybe down the road come second or third year? That's not the case anymore, Femi. I mean, these guys get drafted now, and especially where you get drafted, you got drafted number three overall. We see these first-round picks, and it's it's what have you done for me lately, as in, yeah, learn, you're not going to hold the clipboard kid you're going to get out there and it's going to be on the job training and put you out there we are going to coach you up and put you in positions to be successful out there on the football field we don't have time i have to win now if i don't win now i'm not going to have a job to build up for the next two or three years to work you in slowly and get you comfortable at the nfl level playing quarterback you got to get out there so if that's Mm -hmm. the case in san francisco keeps garoppolo to me that dispels that they just don't have any faith in Trey Lance being able to take over this team. And we know it's a run-first team with San Francisco. So much talent on that team. So many pieces in place on both sides of the ball. Quarterback, obviously, is the biggest position that they need to to get some consistency out of when it comes to to playing at that level. Garoppolo's taken him there. Took him to the NFC Championship game this year. Although I will, I will debate that that game in the divisional round, winning at Green Bay, that was not because of Garoppolo. That was really <laughs> yeah. the ineptitude of the special teams for the Green Bay Pack losing that football game, but I mean, Garoppolo is not somebody I trust to be able to go take a team and win a Super Bowl, been to the Super Bowl, been to the NFC Championship game, but I think there's a reason why they moved up to the, to the draft in the third round or the third overall pick last year to go get Trey Lance. That dispels a mistake if that's the case that they're bringing Garoppolo back for another season. Well, yeah, you sort of answered my next question. I wanted to ask you if you think that the 49ers have somewhat maxed out with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. They were a fourth quarter away from winning the Super Bowl two years ago against the Kansas City Chiefs. You mentioned how they lost in the NFC title game against the L.A. Rams, and we saw how that one ended. Jimmy Garoppolo under pressure throwing that interception. Probably should have thrown an interception to Jalen Ramsey. He hit him square in the chest, and Ramsey just dropped the ball in the possession prior there. So this Niners team, it feels like, to me at least, that they've maxed out and I hope you can touch on it as well but ultimately what do you think that they could get for Jimmy Garoppolo if they were to trade him this offseason like we all believe I guess it's a matter of how desperate are teams to get a in a sense a veteran quarterback and Mm -hmm. he'll be I mean does does he elevate your team if you're looking at a team like Pittsburgh what are they going to do at the quarterback position? They don't have a current quarterback for 22 on their roster right now. Does that give you some stability for 22 as the Pittsburgh Steelers to continue to, to build your team, build the offensive line, and and look for a quarterback come 23 and beyond, potentially? What are the Colts going to do? I think they're going to move on from Carson Wentz, and they're going to have a hole at the quarterback spot as well. So there's some teams out there. What can you get back from them? Maybe that's why Schefter's reporting, well, maybe we're not ready to get Greta Garoppolo right now. We think we can win a Super bowl with them uh, smoke screens and that's what we see before and and the, you, you see that you see that whether it's through wh- whether it's trying to trade players and and increase the potential value that might be out there and what are teams willing to put out there to to get said quarterback in this case garoppolo or we see that all the time with the draft right all the time as far yeah. as well we're not we're thinking of moving down we're thinking of moving up we don't need a quarterback we need an offensive lineman all those kind of things uh, a lot of gamesmanship going on out there and rightfully so you want to try to extract the best value you can 
for any of your players and the draft picks in particular that are very coveted in the first round. I don't, you're not going to get any first round selections for Jimmy G. I'm not sure what he would command, but I don't know if it's that big of a package to be able to get because he's got a massive contract too. So you got to eat that contract to San Francisco have to pay some of that money as well. I think that'll probably be some of the negotiation. Does San Francisco just wipe their hands of him and not get as mm-hmm. good of a package? Or do they get a better package and have to eat some of the dollars? Yeah, I think that the lying season of the offseason is here. You mentioned the NFL draft. The 49ers were at the forefront of that last season with the number three overall pick after they traded up. At one point, it would have been Justin Fields. It could have been Mac Jones. It ends up being Trey, uh, Trey Lance. And nobody knew until about an hour before the NFL draft there that it was going to be Trey Lance. Everyone kept saying, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. They end up going the other way. I want to get to Trey Lance in just a bit here. But with Garoppolo, I want to throw another team at you. What if it's the team that he used to back up for in terms of the old quarterback, Tom Brady? What if he were to go to Tampa Bay and join that Bucks team that right now, Brady is still retired at last check. We'll see what happens two weeks from now with the rumors that are circulating around there. But what would you think about a Jimmy Garoppolo possibly going to a Bucks offense that has a really good offensive line and they have some pretty good pass catchers as well? And they do. What's going to happen to Fournette, right? Playoff Lenny, how well he, how well he, the chemistry that he's found. He found a new home there in Tampa. What's going to happen with him? I just think when you, when you're going from the best quarterback of all time, and now you're going to go and say, "Hey, fan base, this is what we're going with with Jimmy G." <laughs> I just, I can't, I just can't see it. I can't see Tampa going that way. Wonder if Tom Brady comes back. Hey, maybe he wanted to be with his family, and after a month of honeydews, he's tired of it and ready to come back to the NFL. <laughs> might happen for Tom Brady as well. We might see him in a uniform with Tampa at 22. Yeah, the honeydew list might have gotten a little too long for Tom Brady there, and says, "All right, let's lace him up again. I want to go and play some football." Uh, maybe we see a trade option with a uh, Brady and, and Garoppolo swapping with the rumors that Brady could be interested in playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's talk a little Trey Lance on the other side as we clean up this quarterback situation with the 49ers. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet on more than the final score with the One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is designed to help make selections with a single game for over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log in to your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Try One Game Parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay also not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out in Colorado. I'm holding things down here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James, we were talking about the San Francisco 49ers, and I agree with you, the point that you made about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, if a team gives up a first-round pick for this guy, at that point, you got to move on from the general manager because you're just being irresponsible as a front office executive. In my opinion, I'm not the highest guy on Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought the Niners should have moved on from him in 2021. They made it to the NFC title game, so I guess they don't really lose out on anything, although they do lose out on Trey Lance's rookie year in terms of seeing him actually play, which leads me to Trey Lance because we saw him start two games this season, came in on some different various packages early on, didn't really happen as of late. What do you make of this guy, Trey Lance? It almost feels like we have to use our pre-draft thoughts heading into 2022 when we haven't seen him play a full season since 2019 at North Dakota State. Yeah, well, and for Trey Lance, what do we what can we take away from from the the few the few plays that we did see him and the few couple starts that you talked about? I mean, you see you, you see the tools there when it comes to just the physical ability. Guy's an athlete, right? We know he can run. He's got speed. He's got good size, 6 foot 4, 200 plus 220, 230 pounds, big strong kid. Got a terrific arm. I think that's where he's going to, yes, any young quarterback in the league, you're going to have to learn how to read defenses. Coach has got to do a lot of work with you to bring you along, and and that can take said quarterback some time there. But I think for Trey Lance, 
not only from the reading from the X's and O's standpoint and being able to process what he's seeing on the field in real time, but then he's going to have to dial some of that some of that talent that he has in that arm back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just throws rockets. And I remember, and I'm not going to compare him to John Elway. That is not what I'm talking about here, <laughs> family, at all. But I remember John Elway coming in back in this a long time ago. I'll date myself, whatever. I'm, I'm in the 50 club. But John Elway coming in, tre- tremendous player, right? Overall pick, didn't want to play with the Colts, came to Denver here, uh, didn't get along with Dan Reeves early, lining up under the guard. And, oh, yeah, it's the center. I got to stand up underneath and and had a monster arm, but he could never throw that swing pass. It took him a while to be able to calm his arm down and say, I'm not having to throw these four seam 95 mile an hour fastballs each and every time I mm-hmm. throw the football. So I think there's work to be done for I think there's potential for Lance. We just it's, it's hard to give much of an assessment because we just didn't see him play all that much this past season. But, I mean, the the talent is there from a physical standpoint. It's just going to have to be harnessed not only from from learning when to use that big rocket arm and when not to or put a little finesse on the, on the football as well and being accurate. That's going to help with you being more accurate on some of those smaller windows. But, you know, Shanahan, this is what you went after, you and John Lynch. You made the move to do this. Now you're going to have to use your coaching acumen to, to put him in positions to be successful can't say that it can't get done because it's just so hard to say what Trey Lance is going to be. We just haven't seen him on the field much. Right now, the 49ers are 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl at BetMGM, 7 to 1 to win the NFC. What do you think happens to those odds once they trade Garoppolo and let's say they don't get Tom Brady and that situation doesn't come to fruition? And it is Trey Lance who will be the week one starter. Do you think those odds stay the same? Or do they go up? Do they go down? What do you think happens? I think those odds are really indicative of uh, projecting out that Garoppolo will not be the starting quarterback, and it will not be Tom Brady coming over to the San Francisco 49ers. If it was something crazy like that with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, something like that, yeah, obviously those numbers are going to be significantly different. I think that number where it sits right now for the Super Bowl at 14-1 to is with Trey Lance as the starting quarterback. Yeah, they're going to be a really interesting team because they're among the favorites to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl, and we just have not seen their quarterback play not only just last year – he only played one game in 2020. The FCS had that spring schedule, so we only had a one game in the fall there. So we haven't seen him play a full season until 2019. So it is a massive question mark among the team that is being thought of as a potential Lombardi Trophy winner. Let's transition over to the NBA right now. The Sixers taking on the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Philadelphia leads 40-37 to early on in the second quarter right now. They're laying 7.5 on the live line. That was the closing number as well. The total 228 and a half in that game out there at the Mecca. And in college basketball, James, we got an interesting game. Connecticut, Georgetown on paper. This is a Big East clash of epic proportions. This year, not so much. The Huskies, they lead 72 to 54 with 545 left to play in the second half. Right now, they're 18 and a half point favorites on the live number. Total 148 and a half. So it's kind of creeping back to that closing total number there as well. And the Houston Cougars, their lead is down to eight against SMU. Right now, they're 12 and a half point favorites on the live line. Total 137 and a half. 
Well, you mentioned the Sixers in the next game here, and I see both teams were digging in defensively in that first in that first quarter. Thirty-eight to thirty-five was the was the score after twelve minutes, and and I think this is what we're seeing out of the Sixers. They they have the capacity to be able to outscore a team uh, in any given night on the uh, from their opponent, especially a team like the Knicks. But looking at Harden, I mean, he's play he's he's got twelve minutes on the floor, and again sharing the basketball, being the lead facilitator for this team with his new teammates and daring himself to the I need my touches guy in the NBA and and <laughs> it said team here with the Sixers five assists so far through 12 minutes played for James Harden and kind of gets contagious they've made 13 field goals have the 76ers nine of them have come off a pass with an assist yeah, that passing is contagious. And James Harden, who yep. you mentioned, typically dribbling the air out of the basketball is so far so good in his stint in brotherly love. But it is very, very early on in this relationship between Harden and Embiid, which can be one of the biggest storylines in the association. In college basketball, we have a big game tipping off in about 10 minutes between Illinois and Michigan. This one over in Ann Arbor. Right now, the game is being lined as a pick'em. We saw Illinois be one-point favorites early on at Open. It's been dancing around between one and pick. I'm even seeing one shop that has Michigan as a one-point favorite in this game. The total 141 and a half. Any final thoughts in this Big Ten clash among the big men, Kofi Coburn and Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, well, and I think I want to see, I'm not going to play this before it starts. Like you said, I, I see it pretty much as a pick out here in Colorado consensus as well. So definitely Michigan getting some of the money in this state. But I want to just see, we know it's going to be a physical matchup with Dickinson on the and the interior for the Wolverines going up against Kofi Coburn. Man, this is going to be fun. I, it's going to be yep. some old school basketball. You're going to play through the post and get in there and bang. I want to see how is this game going to be officiated? Because if they're going to call this really tight, you know, both these guys are very physical. And do we see one of them go out due to foul trouble? Or do the officials say, hey, swallow the whistle and let these guys have at it down in the post and and keep them on the floor? This is why people are tuning in. These are the two best players, in a sense, on the floor for both respective teams. That's what they're tuning in for here. We want to see them on the court, not sitting saddled with fouls, sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. I want to see where the how this game is officiated before I get involved. Yeah, Ken Palm makes this a 72-71 victory for the Michigan Wolverines. This Michigan team, despite being 15-11 and 11 straight up, and they're only 9-7 and seven in conference play, they're still the 32nd ranked team in Ken Palm. The advanced metrics have loved this Michigan team all season long. They were preseason number six. They get out to the bad start in non-conference play here and it's been up and down they have the controversy last Sunday of their head coach Juwan Howard being suspended for the rest of the regular season he will rejoin the team in the Big Ten Conference Tournament but another big spot here if they get a win in this game they only further implement themselves as an NCAA tournament team which is what they're trying to accomplish and I've been I kind of sneaky like this team if they do get into the field of 68 as a potential to make a run real quick here James Ohio State Maryland this one tips off at one o'clock Pacific time four o'clock Eastern Buckeyes four and a half point favorites in College Park total 143 and a half. I think if we learned anything playing road favorites in college basketball can be challenging with all the ones that went down yesterday uh, as far as the top teams in the land in the land Ohio State not playing uh, playing much better as of late but here going into an environment with Maryland just sitting at five and 12 in conference play but they are going to honor 
former head coach Gary Williams and that Maryland national championship team from 20 years ago. Maybe the energy level is going to favor Maryland early in that contest. Find a better line. I favor Ohio State here. By far the better team on paper and on the court, but I'm not going to lay that number four and a half or five here with Ohio State. See if we can find a better in-game line if Maryland can score some points and get a lead early. Yeah, we'll discuss this game and others in college basketball, including another look at the NBA here as we begin our number three on the other side, it's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.